All right, all right, all right. Episode 10, buddy. Episode 10, man. Here we go. A little, uh, the only break we've had um, between starting the podcast at the start of the year and currently. Yeah. We took a week off. And uh, why did we do that, John? I mean, it was very well deserved, I would say. I think so. It was a nice, well deserved time off. Um, You know, so much on our plate with the album release party and just so many gigs that are on our plate and moving forward. We've got tons. I mean, this week we've got three, three gigs alone this week. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And then um back at the golf course, you know, for me. So Yeah, exactly. That's, that's been busy Monday to Thursday. So Yeah. Yeah, we were both feeling just a little not I wouldn't even want to say burnt out, but just on the precipice of like just we needed a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Um you were feeling a little under the weather. Yep. I was like, Hey, me too. Like let's yeah. just kinda maybe push it back a couple of days. And then at that point it's like, why bring it out on like a Wednesday or something if we right. can just just take the week. Yep. Take a break. Put a nice cute picture of uh, Jakey Boy. There we go. Jake the pup yeah. on the Instagram just yeah. to let everyone know. And here we are. We're back. So we're back. Hopefully, uh, we're not just listening to the sound of our own voices this weekend. In the span of one week off, we lost. Somebody's going to listen eventually. All to of this our followers. <laughs> Everyone's like, I hate loops. <laughs> Boycott loops. Well, we know we got you, Alex. We know we have our loyal. Loyal supporter, exactly. Alex, yeah. my brother-in-law. So shout out to Alex, shout out to Dylan, because I know you guys are listening. And um, Alex, crack a beer. I'm going to say a little cheers to you, because I always drink Jagger hey, when we do our shows. There you go. Cheers, buddy, from across <laughs> the country. And anyone else that's listening right <laughs> there now. There you go. This episode is not brought to you by Jagermeister, but one day, maybe it will. Be. One day, right? That's the long-term goal, is just to get sponsored by Jagger. We've talked about that before. We really do. And I think I'm going to start leaning into it even on our Instagram <laughs> posts. And I'm just going to tag you. Just take them like, hey, every single day, man. Every single episode, I try to, I do drink Jagger while we're doing it. Yeah. And I drink Jagger while we do our shows. And why is that? Well, it's, it's grandpa's old cough medicine, man. Yeah. It's amazing for your vocal cords. Yeah. The miracle, like I, I always knew Jagger was good for your vocal cords. I don't even know if I've told you this story actually, but, um, if I haven't, doesn't matter. Even if I have, it's, yeah. I mean, Hey, people at home haven't heard it. So, um, there was uh, one of my good buddies, Josh Duncan, was getting married to his now wife, Sarah. And this is five years ago, I think. I think they're just celebrating their fifth anniversary in the next little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, so Josh and Sarah, they were getting married. And Josh had asked me if I could sing at their wedding. But I had like lost my voice and my vocal, I, which happens to me every few years in the spring you remember right. it happened two years ago it did um it was brutal and uh yeah when right i get for covid right before covid like right as it was starting yeah and um yeah when i get like a bad cold or flu or something in the winter it just affects my vocal cords so bad and sometimes i'll just lose them and um yeah i could barely speak and they wanted me to sing a song and i really wanted to do it for them mm-hmm. um so i was like i'm in trouble i don't know if i can if i can yeah. pull this off and another buddy of ours oka he had a, a 40 of Jagger back in his hotel room. Yeah. And he's like, I got Jagger. And I'm like, you know what? Jagger is supposed to help. And I I didn't really drink much Jagger at that right. point ever. And I was like, you know what? Let's let's just do a couple shots of Jagger. And yeah. I took like three or four in a row. Like I always liked Jagger. Yeah, yeah, I told yeah. you I created the atomic bomb. Yeah, back in uh in Saskatchewan. Yeah. yeah. Yep. In uh Regina, yeah. And um yeah, so when I was in training, I created the atomic bomb, which is a reverse of a uh, Jagger bomb. <laughs> Jagger bomb, you have a bunch of Red Bull and you drop a shot of Jagger in this. In the atomic bomb, you have 
three shots of Jaeger and you drop yeah. a little shot of Red Bull into just it. Just a little just bit. Just for taste. Just for taste. Yeah. So I, I've always liked Jaeger, but I never did it as like a kind of a music thing. And then, yeah. yeah, I took like three or four shots really quickly just to loosen the vocal cords a bit. Right. And I was like, me, 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 me. And I was like, yeah. ooh, this is kind of helping. It's like, like, that worked. It literally was like a little pick me up. Yeah. So I just got wasted off Jaeger. I probably had like six or seven more shots within like 10, 15 minutes. Like yeah. I did a lot of shots of Jaeger and yeah. they're just like, drag them out to the dance floor. <laughs> this man has to sing. Yeah. They're doing speeches. And I'm like, oh, it's no. time to sing. No. Here's the drunk uncle in the corner, man. <laughs> yeah. That was me. God. Um, no, I, uh, but yeah, I, I, I went out and I sang your song and I actually was passable. Like it wasn't nice. horrible. Yeah. And then after I was like, my voice is done forever. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. It was done but it got me through so i was like wow yeah yeah but then you Jagger yeah the sobered trick, up man. and then started thinking about it it's like you know what that Wait, actually worked yeah, <laughs> yeah this is this is magic right <laughs> it's incredible yeah. so i'm I, you know I, i'm not addicted to anything i don't smoke cigarettes i'm not addicted to, i'm not an alcoholic i don't do yeah. any drugs but i'm probably addicted to Jagger well performing but at this point it's more <laughs> just like for the taste and for the water it's just like the pre-game ritual you know if know. you like retape your sick before a game or something yeah. like that then this is the exact same thing which is funny because we've known each other now for for a few years and um yeah like i even got you kind of like liking it and now you got to the point where you enjoyed the taste mm-hmm. which is hilarious because mm-hmm. um nobody likes the taste of it but no not at all <laughs> yeah so um, I know you've been on an alcohol sabbatical, but, uh, you know, when uh, you decide to come back to the alcohol world, Jagger will be waiting for you, my man. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, for everybody who's tuning in for the very first time, my name is John. I don't have a last name. This is Kevin Roy. Hello. Uh, right across from me here. And uh, this is the Diary of the Indie Band podcast. We are super stoked to be starting it off, getting ready for this year, you know, little tips and tricks. We've got an awesome podcast lineup today with some awesome music from cool local musicians, not necessarily local to us here in Kamloops, but BC. local BC yep. musicians, both of ours actually. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we're going to be talking about some cool top fives a little bit later on and can probably hear Jake the dog rattling his little... Yeah, Jake's definitely running around. Yeah. We're doing this one down in your bedroom, you and Alina's bedroom at, at uh, my place well, it's still your place for two more weeks until you guys move out. <laughs> yeah. How's that move? April coming? 1st. How's April it, 1st, Are you man. excited? How's it going? Well, like, two yeah. weeks. <laughs> it's a, let me check my, let like me check was, my app. Yeah, let exactly. me check my timer that says when you guys are out of here. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, it's good. It's um, 17, just kind of crossing the T's and dotting the I's for the new place and nice. all that kind of stuff. So all that's, all that's good and we're moving forward. So we're Sweet. obviously super excited to have our own space. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. It'll be good. And yeah. you figured out, like, are you going to do for sure that idea with the uh, the spare room? Are you going to make that like your, like, kind of like the office and put like a lot of the loops gear I and stuff in there? I think is on board with it, but Ugh. it's just going to be <laughs> that until I'm told otherwise, pretty okay. much. Right? Like, so she that's for doesn't sure. know. Exactly. Alina. <laughs> exactly. Don't bring this up in front of Alina, but it's yeah. definitely going to be the music room. We'll be like, right? Hey, you're going to, like, uh, I mean, like, right, right behind me right now, there's like five different guitars or something absolutely. like that. Yeah. I got to put that away somewhere other than in the bedroom. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it makes sense for you to have the equipment at your at your place and then for me to just keep the merch and keep all that stuff yeah. here, right paperwork and stuff yeah um yeah so we'll just uh i think maybe just tell elena that there was a little bit of like an audio <laughs> issue like yeah the audio was really messed up for like the yeah. first where are we at right now five six minutes we like yeah the audio was kind of messed and then once you get past like maybe seven minutes and 45 <laughs> seconds we're good <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> just don't listen to that first part don't listen you don't want to hear it. no I, she's i'm talking about it. a she's, present i'm getting yeah you. <laughs> exactly no she's on board with it which is awesome man um yeah, yeah, just looking forward to uh, 
yeah, just getting getting a little bit of a different routine going. And obviously mm-hmm. that's going to change our routine a little Absolutely, bit because yeah. we can power whenever we want now. But, you know, it's almost like we got to come up with a business plan. And then it's like, this is what we got to do this week. And this yeah. is what we got to get to make sure that we're doing. And this is when we're meeting and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. We won't be able to have those like powwows or write a song in the stairwell like mm-hmm. we did this week. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's, I don't think that that part's going to go away because I feel like when we do end up going with those meetings, it's like, yeah, we've only got an hour. It's going to be like, okay, cool. But it's also going to be a super productive hour. Absolutely. Or it's going to turn into like a four hour, five hour session kind of thing, because fine, that's yeah. the way that we go. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's, that's kind of what's, what's new with that. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, what's uh, new with you in the past? Well, we wrote, weeks, we wrote that uh, one song I thought was, that was super cool. I actually really enjoyed it. I've listened to it a few more times. Yeah. Um, I know you weren't as big on the, like the chorus didn't hit you as big, <laughs> but to me now the chorus yeah. is hitting me better. And then I'm not like, I like the cadence and everything of like third, fourth verse. Um, yeah. And that one massive verse that just kind of goes on for right. like, I don't even know, 24 measures or something like it's long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like the cadence and everything as it goes. But the beginning, I don't, I think we'll just have to like play with that a little bit. You're better with that. Like, right. I don't know why, where, what it is. It's just, you're better with like kind of rhythmically, like morning girl. Like I love morning girl. I love singing it. What you did and how you changed it up and like kind of the cadence mm-hmm. of how you sang it. Sometimes it's just the smallest little changes that change that, yep. pers- that view from being a little fuzzy to like perfect focus. Right. Oh yeah. absolutely. Um, so maybe we might, you might, I might need you just, which you probably already two steps ahead of me, but um, just listening to it on the way to the golf course. Cause it's mm-hmm. 20 minutes to get there every day. And yeah, maybe just singing it yourself, like getting to know it that intimately the lyrics too. Yeah. That you might be like, cause I, I like the words. I like kind of For how sure, it flows. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to lose the rhythm of the chorus because yeah. it's my pledge to you. Like it's, it's kind of like it's, it's, I almost want it to be like a mantra. That's the point. That's the heart of the, of the chorus. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, um, I'd be interested to see kind of what you can do to tweak and mm-hmm. fine tune mm-hmm. on that, which I mean, like we've discussed before, I mean, maybe not on the podcast, but I mean, that's my favorite thing, right? It's absolutely to, like, it is. figure out that behind the scenes kind of stuff that's going on and figuring out how to make it a little bit better. Right. So it's like reshaping it. It's molding this piece yeah. of clay or something like that into something that's super cool that we're going to use all the time. Which I think is kind of cool with our dynamic. I appreciate it more and more as time goes on. And every new song we work on, I appreciate it probably more than the one before. And um, it really is like a strengths and weaknesses complement each other. Not even weaknesses. It's just strengths and really strong strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, where, I I mean, man, literally as we're working on like you'll come and you can just, I, I'll, I'll never lose fascination for how awesome it is um, as an instrumentalist that you can just be like, I have this riff and you'll mm-hmm. just come and you literally make it from nothing. It's like early man first creating fire. It's like you're creating something from nothing. It's an unbelievable thing. And I feel like I, I can do the exact same thing lyrically. Like mm-hmm. I'll hear the music, it sparks yeah. me right away. And it's like, boom, I can make something from nothing. For sure. And you excel in also taking what I've done and just like that, that gem and fine and like that diamond and yeah, polishing exactly. it up, polishing it up. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times, like I don't probably don't give myself enough credit for it. I know you give me a lot more credit than I ever give myself because I'm always like, I don't contribute anything. You're like, no, dude, like you do a lot more instrumentally than you ever give yourself credit. You said this recently. Right. And it's like, I think that's where I help with that too, is that I'll take this gem of like, of whatever, you know, um, line you've laid down or, or riff or whatever. And then sometimes it will be simple as what about what if you do that one little off thing on your piano on the piano play that one note instead of this one or what you know what i mean like i'll i'll kind of fine tune it right. ever so slightly too um well that's the other thing too is like that's like really helping shape the overall 
you know, song structure, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like a lot of it, right. Is where we were like really good at like bouncing off each other for that. But then the, the next step is just like making sure that it's like really refined. If you're writing an essay or writing out a super well thought out email or something like that, you got to make sure that like everything's like perfect from start to finish and all that kind of stuff. Right. Always getting a second set of eyes on a good example is really, really helpful. Right. I like the email example too, or even more than an essay. Cause sometimes in an email, if it's really important to your point, yeah, not just an email, but something really important. Yeah. Like, cause a lot of times, how many times have any of us listening at home, how many times have you been sitting there and you're writing an email and you're, you, you want to make sure you word something perfect in one paragraph and you go back and forth. Just that one paragraph, you know, the other parts were already good. Yeah. But you polish that one paragraph so perfect that now it conflicts with something in a previous paragraph because right. you've lost the flow of the entire email because yep. you got so focused on one particular part. And mm-hmm. that can happen making songs. Absolutely. Um. So, yeah, I think that's I think just we don't probably don't mention it enough. And I don't even think we've really talked too much about it in the uh, in the podcast. But that is why early on. When especially I'd say like that first year was a lot of not even growing pains. It was just a lot of growth um, mm-hmm. and it was finding our comfort and finding what was going to be the best version of loops more than anything. Not even right. just what we were comfortable, because I think we were both so believing in the other guy. We were comfortable to do whatever the other guy really wanted us to do. Right. right. But it was more kind of like what is not most comfortable, what is mo- not path of least resistance, but just what straight up is like the best version of loops. And we've right. really gotten to a sweet spot, I think in 2022, like mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see how much we're going to soar with this. But that was where early on, despite all that, we really kind of realized like, Hey, especially I think once we were getting the album ready, Roy Fennel, sorry, Fennel Roy. Is it Fennel Roy? Fennel yeah. Roy. Yeah. Yeah. Song credits. That's <laughs> yeah. Cause Roy Fennel sounds like a name, a name and yeah. Fennel Roy sounds like two people. And it was like everything forever that was our pledge to each other was mm-hmm. it's always going to be final Roy. And I think that's important because it doesn't matter if I literally write 100% of the actual physical words that are in a song. I didn't write the lyrics of that song without your help. There's right. no song that we've done that you didn't help fine tune on the actual lyrical content. Right. It doesn't matter if the words came out of my head. Mm-hmm. I would never feel comfortable taking credit for those lyrics any more than anything because we I couldn't have done it without you. They're just words on it. I might as well just write a poem. Right. So I think that's something I'm proud of with us. I don't think a lot of groups do that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I feel like a lot of them, home, I guess I, I feel like a lot of them as well, like kind of come to this point where it's like, you got to pick your battles when you can and can't say something mm-hmm. right in that songwriting process as well. For like a lot of groups, I know, you know, they, they don't last more than like two or three years because they aren't able to collab together or somebody wants their songs to be more prominent than others yes. and stuff like that, right? Eagles aside, right? Exactly, right? It's like, oh, this is the best way of us to like portray ourselves as blah, 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 this and I'm going to be singing lead and all this kind of stuff. This is how I want to play it. It's like, cool, if that's what you want to do, do a solo set and nobody's yeah. going to take offense to it, but you got to think about what's best for the band. Well, right? look at like Beatle, the Beatles, right? That's a perfect example if anyone's seen Get Back. Mm-hmm. Like George was just happy-go-lucky in the background the whole time. And he started making brilliant songs. Like some of his best songs, some of the best Beatles songs in the last few years of them as a band were written by George. Mm-hmm. And he just was kind of like, hey, you know, what about this? What about this? And he would put forward songs to them. Yeah. And then they would laugh. <laughs> and they would laugh. They would laugh. It's like, that's sweet. Oh, that's yeah, nice. sure. And they would play Thanks, with George. it for a little bit. They, they, would, they would humor him and then just be like, yeah, we don't want that song on yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, cool. And then it ends up on like his solo album and it's one of the great albums. Like, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think ego gets into the way a lot and people want their credit. 
Yeah. And believe me, on a personal level, I want credit as much as anybody. Mm-hmm. But this is my kind of theme of the week. Um, and to talk about the other thing, kind of I've grown a lot this week is just on a business level, I it doesn't matter. Like what matters most is is loops. Like mm-hmm. what matters most is what's gonna push us forward the best and what's gonna make us the best possible unit. And mm-hmm. It's, it's, I, I'm happy with that. I think it's good. Yeah. And just touching on that, I mean, it's like what we were discussing. I mean, yesterday, obviously, we were having a big chat about this where mm-hmm. we, we kind of like settled on this and whatever. I was trying to explain where I'm coming from. Well, I wanted right? to touch on, and I know where you're going. I wanted to touch on this on the podcast because I think it's important for transparency. I think we don't so need, too. I don't think we ever want to mention names ever, ever, ever. Um, I, I pride myself and I know you do too on like taking from Ed Sheeran's example. I'll never mention names of things. I'm never going to give clear examples. I want people being muddy and be like, I don't know what they're really talking about, but I get what they're talking about. Right. Yeah, exactly. Go on. Sorry. So, I mean, like with that point, I think that it's super important not to be cutthroat, especially as a musician. You're wearing all these hats. You're doing all these kind of different things, trying to progress yourself further. You're trying to be as firm as possible. This is the way that I am kind of thing. Yeah. But as a lot of artists know, right, you've got to carry yourself with like a likable person, right? Usually, unless your gimmick is like, hey. I'm going to be the dick that like nobody likes to. Which you have to lean into. Yeah, exactly. In M- which case MGK you can do whatever you want. And right? then you can talk to people however you want. And yeah. and if that's how you're going to be successful, cool. But right now as indie musicians, you can't really do that, man. No. You can't do that like talking to venues like that because guess what? They are going to ask you to come back and it's not necessarily easy to get into a venue in the first place. Yes, exactly. Right. I feel like that's what a lot of musicians are facing right now because the ones who stuck it out and are trying their best to put their best foot forward you know it's not like there's music every single night of the week like there used to be pre-covid or anything like that yeah exactly yeah and and to your point like yeah you can't you can't be a dick but there i think we both we had a a big heart to heart about it and it's been a lot of growing for me very recently on that balancing act of being a good person and carrying this myself the way Kevin Roy, the man, carries himself, everything. Ten, a cop for 10 years, all the stuff I went through in my life before that. I could write a book about it. Being that person and having that kind of integrity and always want to take the high road and be good and have everyone. And unfortunately, it's 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 a curse, but like always wanting everyone to like me. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I wish I could grow past it. But at the end of the day, I just got to embrace it. This is kind of how I'm wired. Right. And realize it as a strength and a weakness. But realizing that there's not anything wrong with carrying yourself with two personas as a musician like this is personal stuff and then there's business and mm-hmm. to your point like we can't be, you don't want to be cutthroat but on the flip side if if you know you're you're getting a gig and all of a sudden they're throwing extra charges at you and you're making less money like okay it is what it is but don't be afraid to talk about that don't be afraid mm-hmm. to be professional but this mm-hmm. is business. It's not personal. I like yeah. you. I could still go for a drink with you after. Like, right. you could still be my friend. Like, yeah. but this is professional. It's business. Mm-hmm. If we, and we've never had this example, but I'm just bringing an example that would be very pertinent to music. And maybe someone listening out there has experiences themselves as an indie musician. You know, you have a good friend and they're a talented musician too. And you're like, you know what? We're playing a three hour gig. They want us to get an opening act. Person blank, you know, Johnny, my buddy, Johnny, Mm -hmm. you know, why don't you open for us? Um, we, you know, we're getting 400 bucks, you know, we're going to play two hours, but you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep 250. We'll give you, you know, 150 even because you're our buddy, right? Mm -hmm. Just put on a great show. Johnny shows up, 
pounds back the drinks to start the show. And throughout the show, Johnny's getting pretty trash and he freaking embarrasses himself. Right. And he also embarrasses you because we brought him up here to, and again, to stress, this isn't a real story. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in that situation, I think prior to kind of having this kind of aha moment and some of the experiences we've had over the last few months um, as a band, I think I would, I previously to 2022, I would have been kind of, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known how to handle it. I would have been stressed out. Mm. You, you can, you can vouch for this. I would have been like, yeah, what do I do? Like for sure. Yeah. I, I, whereas I think now I think I have the clarity and confidence to say like, Hey, you're still my friend. This doesn't change. And even say that though, yeah. like, this doesn't change anything with our friendship, but I don't, you're going to have to earn your way back to playing any gigs with us again, because that was, that hurt me as a band. That's, that mm-hmm. was very unprofessional. And that's not how loops carries ourselves. Yeah. And I think there's that line and that if Johnny wants to take it personal and, and not realize it's just business, that's now on Johnny. Like I've right. absolved myself of that. That's not my issue. Yep. That's Johnny's issue. Right? Yeah. And I think it's, it's easy for us to understand, Hey, we've had venues be like, Venues we super respect. And again, we won't mention names because they're awesome and I have zero issues with them. Like venues um, in our region that we really respect. They're like, hey, you guys are great. You're just, you're not kind of what we're looking for, like a lot of covers and we want like a big full cover band. Like that's Mm -hmm. what we're looking for. But do we ever take that personal? No. So why do we just assume if we're doing something professional that's in the interest of us and looking out for loops that people are just automatically going to assume we're assholes? Right. It's a hard thing to kind of get over. And I wanted to share it on the podcast because in the spirit of the podcast, we've always said we're doing this for two reasons. One, for us as an accountability journal. Mm -hmm. And two, if there's anyone else in the same position as us, either a little bit ahead, a little bit behind, if we can help share these stories, one, maybe they don't feel so alone. Maybe they can learn from our mistakes. And I feel that's something that can really help indie artists. Don't be afraid to put business and, and personal in two separate categories when you're handling your band. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think that that's, you know, taking a long time to come to that kind of realization on not you no, specifically. No, no, it's but, like, but you know what, specific, no, that's okay, man. Hey, but, let's be candid. Let's yeah. be blunt. It has taken me a longer time than you. Mm-hmm. Right. But but you struggled with that early on. Of course. Right? Like yeah. we can talk about let's be candid. Let's talk about that. Right. Like you struggled with it in our early time, yeah. worrying too much what everyone in town thought. Absolutely. And I was like, hey, man. At the end of the day, you're almost putting more stock. This is months into loop starting. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with me sharing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, go for it. And I'm like, hey, buddy, like we had almost a fork in the roads, heart to heart combo. Mm-hmm. I'm really emotional. I'm like, I love you. You're my brother. We're buds. You can still even stay in my house as long as you want to stay in Kamloops. If the loops thing isn't going to last, it's not going to last. But if you're dedicated to loops, you're dedicated to me as a band partner, mm-hmm. like I am for you, you need to stop putting what other people in town think ahead right. of what's in the best interest of us as a band mm-hmm. and especially just your friend, Kevin, but yeah. as a bandmate. And it's funny because that aha moment, it was almost <laughs> like, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. To your point, I know you're being nice when you're like, no, no, you're not you specifically. No, it is. I'll be honest, man. I'll be candid for the yeah, podcast. It for is sure. me specifically because I'm the one that was having the troubles and you have almost grown right. and matured way beyond that where you're like, how does it feel? Does it feel nice to kind of well, <laughs> just take a breath? Like you were yeah, saying that to me yesterday sure. oh, and yeah, I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you're right. Well, and I think on that point as well, you know, I think that going back to that, right, it was it's a different scenario now, like as you're in right now, than kind of where I was before. Because absolutely what I was kind of experiencing in that was, you know, I'm worried about like what other people who aren't even like musicians are thinking Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's like, oh, John, you should be going to Vancouver and doing solo stuff and like whatever else. And it's like, absolutely. That's that's where that kind of like started messing with my mind and whatever else right 
Um, whereas like, I'm like, you know what? I've got a, you know, whether it was an intentional or not, you know, I just kind of blocked that out and said, you know what? Loops is my focus. It's my main thing that yeah. I'm moving on. Yeah. Really, really working towards. Right. So I think that now it's almost at that point where you're talking about like the business aspect where I'm like, I can still separate that because I think of it in the same way as the personal. Yes, right? dude. So it's like these personal relationships, whatever you're going to input, whether it be my mom or, you know, one of my other friends or something yep, yep. like that who might have input. It's like, okay, cool. But also this is my business. Yes. Right. So it's like running a small business, like and stuff like that. Right. So you just have to think of it that way where it's like, I'm not competing with other breweries. If I own a brewery or something yep. like that, I got to worry about, what mine is doing and make sure that I'm happy with the product we're putting out and make sure that we keep on growing. Mm -hmm. And, and I think not to diminish what you learned though. um, Yes. Easily. We both agree. Like the issues that we're handling now where there's conflict or I don't even want to say conflict, just things getting to us. Other musicians that are just playing games, pretending to be our friends, pretending to have our best interests at heart, but they're not. We talked about that. I think last episode about red flags, right? And how mm-hmm. we trust Doug. And it's like, hey, if you're not Doug, no offense. We don't even want to hear what your red flags are for us, right? Mm-hmm. Like like we mentioned that last podcast. You know, we even playfully put it up as our descriptor on, on Spotify and stuff. And so it's become bigger. It feels bigger. But the beauty of that, what you just described is, yes, the issues are more stressful now but we're not handling them individually. We handle them together. You've had a less of a toll on you because you were able to apply those mental lessons early when it didn't matter. Oh, absolutely. So because you conditioned yourself early on to be like, man, I almost cost myself maybe the opportunity of my life. Mm -hmm. Not to mention just potentially, even though I stressed it in your mind, you're probably like, man, maybe this hurts my friendship with Kevin. Like who Mm -hmm. knows, right? Mm -hmm. And you made that adjustment to be like, cool. People can give me whatever advice they want if if it's loops. I'm just literally going to worry about me, Kevin, moving forward, head down. Like, that's it. If Kevin gives me advice or Kevin has feedback, I will take it as gospel. We'll, we'll deal with it together, which we have since that, that time. Mm-hmm. But if it's not, cool. This is just someone giving me personal advice. Even if they think they're giving right. you business advice, you just put them into the personal yeah. category. And that was the key. Well, right? exactly. That's it, right? When somebody starts telling us how we should be doing things and what we shouldn't be doing and stuff like that, that's where it's like, cool, what's the difference between you saying that and my girlfriend, right? Like, yeah, dude, yeah. And, and I love Alina, right? Like, oh, she's awesome, and she's the best. And, and she gives advice. Our, absolutely, right? But she's, yeah, I, I, and I'm like, that's awesome, cool. I, I want to hear your input. Of course. You know, I'll always be open to other people's opinions. And I whatever ask for else. it, too, even from her. A lot of times. That's I how you her. grow, right? You understand that feedback, right? If you're, it just goes back to the business thing all over again. You want that feedback yeah. from your customers or whatever else, right? But we also have to understand that what we're doing isn't just you know a knee-jerk reaction or something like that no, we do calculated. everything very calculated, so calculated very thought out yeah dude right and and to that point even more alina is the best example probably because you know how much i even involve her because i don't want her to ever feel like you know hey we don't appreciate your help with merch things like that mm-hmm. um my mom family members anything right. right best friends people that support us all that girlfriends for me whatever it's it's appreciated. We will take, and, and depending on who you are, we're going to take even more weight from one person to the next. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I don't need to justify why I didn't take your advice. Yeah. Like the only person I need to justify to is you. I only answer to you. You yeah. only answer to me. That's mm-hmm. it. And that's the beauty of our dynamic. Mm-hmm. 
So why let other things stress me out? And it was yeah. causing me a lot of stress, For which sure. is why I felt it was cathartic even to share this on the podcast. Absolutely. I don't feel I was being authentic enough to the spirit of the podcast. Right. Because th- this ironically goes right back to the whole point of this, of, 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 of does, the yeah. talk we're making. It's like, mm-hmm. if I can't talk about it on the podcast because I'm worried someone's not going to like what I'm sharing, well, that's okay because yeah. I'm doing this for us and I'm doing this for the people that might get help from it. So I'm not, I'm, what am I going to do? Be authentic to them or, or offend somebody that might read between the lines and think I'm talking about them when maybe right. I'm not even talking about them, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that that's just such a big thing. So I'm glad that you brought that up. You know, yeah, man. You know, the, the professional and personal relationships are so incredibly important to separate. And unfortunately, it take it takes time, right? But at the same point, at the sorry, at the same <laughs> point of time, right? It's also relatively early in our loops journey, right? It, like still, that's the thing, still. right? So three I'd rather you in. learn this now rather than three years from now. And you have to learn this from experience. Honestly, you truly have to learn this when you're like, man, I have done nothing but be friends with this person or this business or whatever. I'm just saying there's so there's many so examples. Many yeah. I'm not even giving about it too. Example, it's but. like, oh man, like, I mean, this is probably something that happens to like every musician, like early on. It's like, man, I expected this person to show up to my show. Yes. And then they didn't. And that kind of hurt me a little bit. I guarantee you, if you're listening out there and you're a musician, you're smiling right now at what John said. Because like, something yep, like that yep. has happened to every single musician. All of us, yeah. Right? It's it's one thing if you're only playing one show and you're doing it because you have people in town that are coming out or something like that. Yep. But, you know, that disappointment, you know, will carry with you, at least for a little bit, right? It's like, man, like I'm playing this show and I'm super excited for it. And you said that you liked it last time you were there. So I thought that you'd come out again. I came out to your show last week. It was your oh, first yeah, show absolutely. in town. And then you didn't come out to ours the next week later. Like mm-hmm. it's there, there's a million things you can spin yourself into a, in, into just a frenzy. Right. Absolutely. And you have to cert- at a certain point be like, hey, I like you still. You're a good person. But at the end of the day, you know, do you have my best interests at heart? Mm-hmm. I can't, I don't know. So why even stress over it? Like there's no absolutely. point. I think at the end, the biggest stress for me, just to sum this up, though, was just and you know this, John, but like it was that feeling of like, I don't want people to think that we're jerks. I don't want to give people reasons right. to say that, oh, yeah, loops are jerks or loops are they're loops say this or they, they're divas. Yes, that's the best way to describe it, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I've said it to you, too. Like, oh, these guys are divas. Oh, these guys, right. when they play a show, they have the whole rider set up and they want this and this and they're divas. And I didn't want to gain that reputation. You know what? We, we've seen firsthand, man, like sometimes if you're just doing really good and you're being successful, People will find reasons to not like you anyways. Like mm-hmm. they're going to come. That's them. Again, go back to what I was saying at the very beginning of all this. That's a them problem. If they're going to decide whatever they want about you, you can't control that. We can only control how we react to it mm-hmm. and how we carry ourselves. If all we're doing is putting it in. And I think it just makes it easier than trying to be the nice guy, but still look out for business all at the same time. Right. We can be nice and kind and professional, but if we're just like, hey, this is business, mm-hmm. not personal. Yep. As business, I need to know that if you cancel our gig last minute, we're either going to get a makeup date or you're going to pay us 50%. Like, right. there's nothing wrong with asking for that. And if someone doesn't want to to, to honor that, mm-hmm. well, then you don't want to do business with them anyways. <laughs> like, right. And I don't think it would be expected abnormally if they treated it reverse because we're the artists. So sometimes it's almost like we feel we're like that person with bad credit that goes to the car dealership. They know they have bad credit, so they're willing to take whatever car they can get. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, you almost feel like that sometimes as an indie artist. Right. And I feel that analogy actually is pretty apropos. And then you're mm-hmm. kind of like, 
I, you know what? I want that car and that would fit yeah. me better, but I'll take this one because I'm honestly, who am I? Like, I can't argue. I can't complain. Right. Yeah. We need to realize that, hey, that's fine. Then just go find another dealership. Yeah. Right. Like, it's yeah, the same exactly. Kind of idea. No, I think that that's, yeah, an awesome analogy. And you really like translates into like what's going on and translates to venues as well. You know, if you can only pay musicians X amount, then that's kind of the type of musician that's going to get there. If you can only pay the low, bar right if you're only paying 100 bucks for maybe a three-hour show or something like that then probably only people who can really like just just afford to do that are going to be playing absolutely and here's the thing though should again to further this like should that does that venue ever need to do they ever no do they need to no and should they apologize to us for only having to be able to pay $200 for their gig no if you decide Mm -hmm. to play the gig that's your now call they're just saying hey loops you want $500. $500. You want $1,000 for three hour show. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we're, we're a small brewery. We can only afford, you know, a couple hundred bucks. You know, we're a small pub. We're a small cafe. It, yeah. If you want to play it, this is what we can afford. Right. If you don't, that's okay. No mm-hmm. hard feelings. It's like, they don't apologize to us, right? No. We make the choice. So then we calculate, yeah. we'll say, okay, in this territory, we're pretty well established. So it doesn't make sense for us to play it for less. Um, in that territory, we want to build a following. So we'll go mm-hmm. over there. We'll play for less money just to earn the extra fan base. It's worth it long term. Mm-hmm. Um, but then to the extreme, you know, that uh, this territory is too far. Like we wouldn't go to Penticton and play a $150 show. It just right. wouldn't make sense because we'd spend it more just, money on gas. Exactly. Well, especially now. Especially now. Yeah. We'd spend double. Like yeah, we would exactly. take a double loss. <laughs> we'd have to sell a lot yeah. of merch. And even then, maybe we would calculate it, but I don't think we, I'm pretty confident we wouldn't. Yeah. But we would make the decision that Penticton gig wouldn't be apologizing to us yeah. for doing that. So exactly. I think it was important. That was the big thing for me over the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. we kind of established kind of the point, but I hope that does help anyone that's, that's at home as well. Learn with us. Um, this is a big thing that we've kind of discovered on our journey at different stages. You helped mm-hmm. me a lot last week. And I want to thank you even on the podcast. Like I mm-hmm. thank you for helping be like, Hey man, don't be a fake nice guy. Yeah. You know, just cause you're not a fake person. And that was right. your point of that was like, yeah. you're not fake. Yeah, exactly. Be nice. Still be nice when you're being stern. You can be firm, but fair. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh you yeah. Can be absolutely. Kind, but also de- respectful of yourself enough that you're, you're, you're professional and you're demanding kind of, this is what I need in a situation. And if you don't like it, that's okay. You can, you don't have to be a jerk. It doesn't have to yeah. swing the pendulum so far. Oh, absolutely. So I think that was, we went a little bit longer talking about that than we both wanted, but I think it was important to discuss that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because it was a big thing we've discovered Mm -hmm. over the last multiple months, really. And we haven't touched on it too much. We've kind of teased it a little bit in the podcast. Yeah. um, But it was an important thing. So yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah. So I think that we're going to be chatting about music now. Yeah, absolutely. um, Yeah, I'm super stoked to be bringing everybody who's listening um, some some new music this week. Yeah. I've been itching to get this guy out here um because i think i'll go first now at this point yeah do you want to go um, first cool yeah so the guy that i'm gonna be chatting about i don't even know who you're picking is uh wesley Atu, who's actually from england what? originally but he my home country where i was moved born. to canada a few years ago nice okay um i think he's in his swings i don't really know um but he's actually a super super awesome musician down there who's starting to like work his way up he's got about like 16,000 monthly listeners. Is he down in like Vancouver? He's down or? in Vancouver. Nice. Um, But he's got like 2,000 followers on Instagram, which his Instagram, just hold on with me for two seconds yeah, for here sure. while I find it, is Wesley at two music. So that's Wesley, like W-E-S-L-E-Y-A-T-T-E-W music. 
all one word beauty yeah but um yeah he's grinding he's doing a lot of cool stuff he's got yeah like 1900 followers or something like that so just a little bit over us yeah 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 and um yeah he's got some awesome music this one came out end of november or early november uh 2021 and uh let's give it a listen all right all right we all make mistakes do things that we can't erase break down what we can unbreak that we can hardly stand it we've all turned away lie awake just to hear the rain so afraid we never changed that we didn't even try even when it's heavy and you want to run for cover having grace under the pressure is how you find the courage and even when it's heavy and you want to run for cover having grace under the pressure is how you find the courage Smoke through a second hand Heard cracks when the vinyl spins But never makes wow. right. Yeah, man. Man, that was so good. That was really polished. Um, I like it. He sings kind of like in the same kind of like key and kind of style as I do too. Right. So I appreciate it vocally. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. He's uh, he's super cool. I like that. <laughs> I like the song. I like the power of what he's singing about. Yeah. Um, he's Vancouver. He's got about the same kind of following as us. I want to reach out to this guy more. Obviously, you will have done that mm-hmm. with um for the pod for the song. But yeah, um, I want to network with this guy more. Let's let's we're gonna be playing some shows down in Vancouver the next little while. So let's uh let's try to meet up with this guy if we can. Absolutely. He's actually playing in Vancouver the day before we play in Vancouver. So he's playing on April fourteenth at the Fox Cabaret. Well, depending on when we get down, maybe if we, yeah, we'll see how, I don't know Thursday, when we get down, so, but maybe we can yeah, get down early a, enough, see him and yeah. then maybe invite him to our show. But yeah, um, Wesley, um, I'm assuming you're listening because we put your song on here. Um, that was awesome, dude. I would love to network with you. Super cool. I like where your head's at with everything you did. Like that's right up the loops alley and I appreciate it so much. So yeah, I'd love to know more. I want to, yeah, I'm, I'm so intrigued. I think this guy's awesome. He's really, Super really cool. cool. Hey? You got a fan in me for sure, dude. That's yeah. so cool. Absolutely. Cool, man. Well, I want to hear about your music. All right. So mine is, um, it's actually kind of cool because two years ago, um, as of this week, basically. Pretty much. It was yeah. like March 13th. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It was. Which is today. Oh, geez. <laughs> um, we were at the, uh, the, so it was the Creative Arts BC, um, BC Touring Council um, workshop. And we went down to Penticton. You had to apply to be in it. We got selected to be in it. And you also had to apply to do like a showcase. We did a showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, it was literally the last couple days before the world got shut down with COVID. Oh, absolutely. Literally. The sports already got shut down in the days preceding it. Yep. And then um, we were all like on high alert. Everybody stayed distant from each other. Um, Everybody was super aware while we were there. Like oh, I yeah, remember trying crazy. to shake people's hands and it's just like, uh, no, what do we just do? elbows. Yeah, it was weird, but we didn't know. <laughs> because so I'm new. like, I, I have no clue what's going yeah. on right now. Right? It was so new. Yeah. Um, but uh, we made amazing lifelong connections there. That's where we, we've mentioned it before, but this is where we met our producer, Doug Cox, who's our mentor as well. Um, so that alone was worth it just for the trip. Um, we met uh, a bunch of other um 
people that were presenters there. Mm-hmm. Um, they were teachers and facilitators and, and we made great friendships with them. Um, and then we met a couple artists as well too. Um, and one of which is a friend of ours who is, uh, we're lucky and proud to be friends with ATN CU and ATN actually, I thought this would be his songs are a little bit older. Um, the one song I chose is from 2019. Um, but he is a folk artist. Um, he's a single act. And he makes music that we like right up our alley, kind of tells awesome stories. Him and I had a couple cool heart to hearts on lunch breaks, even about the balancing act of telling an intimate story that is still relatable with other people. ATM tells these really beautiful, intimate stories. He was having trouble kind of how do I put these songs in ways that the average person can relate with it. Right. Yeah. And that's something I've always prided myself on as a strength of of something I can do. So we really bonded over that. Um, He's awesome. I'm going to give you his Instagram now before I miss it. Um, It's at... Etienne Siu, um, E-T-I-E-N-N-E-S-I-E-W. As always, the links are going to be there for Spotify and such to stream. If you're hearing this on our website, um, just go go to one of those links, find the find the link to uh, to give them a follow. Um, and also go on Instagram. I will put up the links for, for both Wesley and Etienne. The reason why I wanted to mention Etienne this week. So the song, like I told you, uh, Where She Belongs is the song I'm picking. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned, it was from 2019. Why am I picking it now? Well, ATN actually just won the Fraser Valley Music Awards Artist of the Year Award. Right. Yeah, I saw that. Super cool. Mm -hmm. Um, He also won a, I'm going to get the name wrong, so I don't want to say it incorrectly, but it was a... um, an actual voter reader's choice um, award. Okay. Yeah. So it was kind of put on through like the local press and whatnot. Um, I believe it was Leslie Frazier, but uh, I'm, I'm going to get the name wrong. hundred percent. Right. I know I got it wrong. So I don't even want to say right. it incorrectly. Um, I had it on notes on my phone, but as you know, John, oh, yeah. um, my phone died about three minutes ago. So yeah. I'm like, Oh no. Um, so I don't want to say it wrong, but he also won the, uh, the audience vote award. But more importantly than that, on the actual jury panel, they actually picked him as the Fraser Valley Music Award, um, the top prize. So, Etienne, you're our buddy. We're proud to know you. Um, you're a great, great dude. Let's link up when we're down in the lower mainland. Mm-hmm. Um, message me or John or both. Um, and we will definitely link up with you as well. Have some beers, come out to our show. We'll, we'll, if you're playing anything, we'll go and check out your show as well. Absolutely. Um, but uh, for everyone else that doesn't know him, you're welcome in advance because he's an awesome <laughs> dude and he tells such cool stories. Awesome. So this is my choice, our friend ETM. Cool.
All right. So that's our buddy ATN. I that's know you've awesome. heard pretty much all his songs as well, but that's the one I chose, dude. So yeah. what are your thoughts on that? I already you know said what? my glowing praise of ATN. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? ATN, I understand why you want the <laughs> Fraser Valley Music Awards. Yeah, because I'm like, yeah. that is an awesome song. And unfortunately, you know what? I haven't gotten a chance to listen to all of his stuff yet. Okay. But now I've got a reason to exactly. like, listen to yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I'm super stoked to listen to more of his stuff from, I think that was 2019. Yeah, it was 2019. There. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, I didn't want to just kind of go pick the most recent thing on the thing that has the most. I just I listened to a bunch of his stuff and I was like, you know what? I want to honor ATN mm-hmm. as, a, as a thanks for being our friend and just a shout out. I want some of the people that follow and, and, and respect us and, and following our journey. Right. Um, to, to follow our friend. So please go Absolutely. give ATN a follow. I'm not minimizing Wesley. I mean, I want to network with Wesley. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm now fangirling out over how awesome he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but ATN, um, yeah, he's our buddy, man. Go check yeah. him out. It would mean a lot to both of us if you do that. Um, and you know what I love the most? I, I think I can sum this up probably for you as well, um, safely, is I think we both respect the fact that ATN, you are authentically you. Absolutely. I don't think we can give you bigger praise than that. It's true. I think that we've chatted about that lots before, we have. but it's like, don't be something that you're not, right? Yes. Like, it's so obvious for yeah, a lot of things. It really, and you think and, you're getting away with it and people see you're like, <laughs> man, you're just phony baloney, dude. And when you talk, all we hear is want, yeah. want, 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 like Charlie Brown's teacher. Right. ATN is the opposite of that, man. Of course He's he is. He's the opposite yeah. of that. He's so authentic. He never tries to make it seem very, like he's a bigger deal than he is. Very real. You know what? Like, one of the coolest stories that I remember is of, of that, like, time that we were down in Penticton yeah was with ATN it was just he and I in the car I oh no no you had to leave because you I had to leave because I yeah I think well I had Jake and I was sick yeah. I was sick you were, for weeks oh, before dude, because yes. I lost my voice we, as we this is circling together though this. <laughs> yeah, this is tying it yeah. in a nice neat bow the but, podcast I lost my voice yeah. I still I'd gotten over it relatively well enough mm-hmm. to give him one awesome version of one more story yeah um, but that was it and I had Jake with me I knew Jake mm-hmm. was gonna cry and bark the whole time um yeah. For anyone that doesn't already know, I think you guys all do know by this point, but our mascot is my little um, miniature poodle <laughs> <laughs> that Sebastian's mom picked out and really wanted a small one. And I wanted a golden golden doodle. doodle. Yeah. Golden doodle. Yeah, a golden yeah. doodle. We had one picked out in Calgary, but um, she was like, let's go check out and see this little tiny you know, toy poodle place yeah. up in Barrier. Went up there and Jake melted everyone's hearts, including mine. Aww. I never had a small dog in my life. He's looking at me right now. He knows I'm talking about him. Yeah, he's so cute. He's <laughs> and, still uh, cute. And he still looks identical that he looked after six months. So yeah, I got him sure. at eight weeks. I've had him uh, eight years now. Anyways, long story short, he came to the, he came down yeah. for the thing. We actually had an Airbnb that had animals. They were allowed mm-hmm. to have animals. 10 minutes after we left, Jake was like, Whoa! Oh yeah, and then the like basement. yeah, the, the Airbnb. Lady called. I was like, "Holy crap, we're supposed to start. We're networking mm. with people. This is one of the bigger opportunities we've had." Yeah, and I had to leave you, and I'm like, "Okay, you just go <laughs> yeah. shake hands and, and yeah. make friends, and I'm gonna be back. Hopefully, yeah. not be late." Then I'm like, "We I, can't shake hands. We can't shake hands. <laughs> it's over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Loops is done." <laughs> so, then, so then I drove back to the Airbnb, pick up Jake, come back, do the walk of shame, and I'm like, "Hey, if I gotta wait in the car with my dog all day, or like John will be here, like you would take notes. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I just would have missed it, and I would have taken one for the team. But they're like, you know what? He seems nice as long as he's friendly. And Jake became mm-hmm. the mascot of the whole weekend. Oh yeah, absolutely. So any of our friends that are listening now that it's support a great us, little buffer. Yeah, that were at that that uh, that workshop. 
um, Doug, everybody, right? Everybody, Evie, like all of our friends. They're like, you um, are the guys with the dog, right? Yeah. And you, it's funny because you want to be memorable. <laughs> you yeah, couldn't be more exactly. memorable because Jake would jump up into people's laps. Like everyone's oh, like, yeah. we love Jake. We love loops. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> it was all an accident. So it's not exactly. intentional. Yeah. Okay, guy. Um, so circling all the way back to me and ATN. So we were just driving around in my car. Yes, because there I, were, I was with there were way, two yeah. open mics that were supposed to go on on that night. That's right. But they were canceled because of COVID. Yes. But ATN and I were, you guys were going to try to find them. We're yeah. just hanging out and we were just like, we'll busk on the streets. But the streets were dead. <laughs> they were dead quiet. Yeah. Nobody wanted to leave their houses. As well, you remember what it was knows. like. We exactly. all forget. It was two years ago. But like this is within days of those famous pictures of like Las Vegas Strip. Yeah. Being looking like, you know, like um, what's the zombie show? Um Every show? Oh, yeah, yes. Every <laughs> I'm like, what, what's that zombie show where everyone... All so many. But The Walking Dead. It was like a Walking Dead right. yeah. Vegas. And it yeah. was like, this is at the same time. And this is Penticton. So, yeah, yeah they're probably... It would have been bustling on a Friday or Saturday night, mm-hmm. at least until like 9, 10, 11, whatever. But it was also in March and the weather was nice. It was March. Oh, the weather was the nice. So thing, right? You guys were like, we'll find somebody. It's like, no, everybody's, everybody's hiding, just like, boarding nope. up their doors, collecting all the toilet exactly. paper they can. <laughs> that was essentially where we were at. But I'm, I, I remember just, yeah, hanging out with ATN at least for a little bit there. And, you know, we had we had some really, really great chats yeah, that man. night as well. And um, luckily, the the restaurant bar that that we were like staying in or whatever was still open. So then we met up with a whole bunch of presenters and stuff yeah. like that. And we're just hanging out with them. So I know I missed all that stuff. It sucks. Yeah, I would love that was, stuff uh, normally. Like, I'm oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're a social butterfly, social butterfly right? Like, <laughs> more than you, man. Like, yeah, normally, exactly. if there yeah. was ever going to be one of us you know, being like, yeah, I'm going to call it tonight. I'm not feeling the best. And one of us being out and just yeah. socializing all night long. Like yeah. it would probably be me if you had to put money on it. Right. But yeah. You, yeah. You took one for the team and you're like, yeah, man, I'm going to mm-hmm. go. And, but it was easy because the people were cool. That's well, the difference too. It's not like it's it was also a, being in the room with the same like-minded people for as a couple you, days. Right. Yeah. It's like, we are all here because we love music. We're trying to grow our businesses. We're trying to become better in every yeah. single shape, way and form. Well, and the presenters respect the fact that we're there grinding where they used to be. And then the people that are there, you we respect because they're, in the they're also boat. trying. They're there, at least. Mm-hmm. We mentioned it to a few colleagues at the time. I remember definitively a couple of people I think off the top of my head. I'm like, hey, there's a couple of spots left for this. Like, we already got our name in. You oh, should yeah. go check it out, too. And they're like, eh, it's not really for me. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, we, that's fine. That's cool. It's not for you. But the people that it is for, those are people I want to be around. Those mm-hmm. are people I, I could drive, no different than you. I could drive around with an ATN for two hours. I've just met them and just mm-hmm. freaking have heart to hearts and become buddies. And mm-hmm. case in point, we're still friends with them two years later. So absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think you agree. It was my honor to uh, to put you on there. ATN is our choice this week. So yeah, absolutely. Soaked to hear that. Can't wait to listen to more. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, All right. Uh, so that's our new music. Um, yeah. Please check out the links as always. Do us a favor. Um, if you love and support loops help us support the people we're supporting because honestly even if you just do it just to help us and um, we want to do our best and if we can get our friends to help us as i say at least once every single podcast a rising tide lifts all ships so there it is we want to do our absolute best to do that and i also try to slide in many hands make light work but okay guys. <laughs> you're like you're that's like, not the I one i had like. to do it it's not the one i like there it yeah. is no, so fine. i think to wrap up this pod this has been a really good one let's do our um our top fives buddy you want to talk about top five i'm ready to talk about top fives right, cool. even though it is not my area of expertise no week. not this week but this week is yours but that's all right but so, i love music history it's true as we both know absolutely i'm a music nerd so yeah i was i was worried because your phone died 
if you would still have your list. I got it in my head. Oh, man. I'm dialed in, dude. I am dialed in. Well, you know me. Like, I am a music and sports nerd when it comes to random facts. And no different than I could sit there and talk about the top five NHL players of all time and sit Mm -hmm. here for an hour going on about it. I can talk about our topic, which is the top five guitarists of all time. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Go for it, man. All right. I'm going to go first. So, as always, you guys know the rules. Please, please, please let us know your top five in the comments um, in an email, dib at officialloops.com. Or send us a DM on Instagram. Send us a DM on Instagram, Facebook, wherever you're hearing this, um, an email through our webpage, um, wherever you find it, let us know. This is our top fives, our personal top fives, no mm-hmm. particular order. So number one, I think probably is actually my number one. Cool. Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm unbelievable um you're gonna be able to talk more of the technical elements of what made these guys so great than i can um i just know studying history hendrix is unbelievable Mm self-taught i mentioned this actually i believe a little call back to the episode seven the jeremy nisha episode i talked about hendrix and how he played seven i believe so or eight i believe it was seven i don't know man eight was two parts oh yeah nine we dialed it back and finally didn't have like an hour and 45 minute episode <laughs> which was very difficult to do yeah. i think it was still an hour and exactly, six minutes yeah. or something um if we're every time every episode now it's become a running thing like this one's gonna be shorter let's try to do this one like <laughs> yeah, half exactly. an hour it's like no nah, it's, it's not gonna possible. be it's gonna be a 45 minute episode not possible yeah um so hendrix he he famously played a left-handed guitar um he, he was left-handed sorry played guitar left-handed but he played on a right-handed guitar mm-hmm. and just flipped up like just strung upside down he learned how to play upside down and he continued to do that. Um, I think uh, Jeremy actually gave us a little anecdote that he was gifted a guitar. Um, yeah. And he from, never ended up playing it. Yeah. From uh, Mr. Eric Clapton. Yeah. From I Clapton. Remember. So he was incredible. Um, you can look him up. Uh, you obviously know who Hendrix is. I'm not going to mm-hmm. insult anyone's intelligence and talk about how great he was. He was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Um, great albums. Died uh, famously in the 27 Club. Yep which is a little bit of a spoiler for another person in my top five. Uh, So I'll get to that further in a second. But Jimi Hendrix, I think, is the greatest guitarist of all time. Um, And uh, yeah, he's my number one. You just mentioned him. Also in my top five, my second choice is Mr. Eric Clapton. Cool. He's incredible. Started out in the Yardbirds, I believe was the name of the band. Um, He was in Cream. He was awesome, man. He was so wicked. My favorite, Eric Clapton anecdote is that um when the beatles were recording um while my guitar gently weeps that's the one written by george harrison Mm -hmm. clapton uh they were threatening well they weren't threatening well they probably were threatening let's be honest it was john and paul but the nice version is that they were like hey i mean if you want why don't we get eric to come in and do this right and make the guitar weep properly he didn't he didn't play it on the album but um george found a way to make it weep but that's how great Clapton was. He was best friends with uh, with George Harrison. He was actually, if you do watch Get Back, you'll see it more intimately. But you and I are total music nerds. We mm-hmm. already knew this a long time ago, uh, long before the documentary. But um, when Harrison quit the band, they were considering bringing in Eric yep. Clapton to be another, yep. to be the Beatle. So yeah, um, he's awesome. He's bonkers good. I think next um, on my list of uh, of five would be uh, Jimmy Page. Um, right Led yeah Zeppelin. yeah yeah unbelievable guitarist of probably the greatest rock and roll band of all time yeah yeah um 
my dad's going to be very upset <laughs> that I didn't say Brian May of Queen <laughs> is say, the greatest yeah, guitarist exactly, of the yeah. rock and roll band of yeah. all time because I'm a Queen family raised person. But yeah. I just think what Page did, um, it was just, I, I don't know. I think that he let, he, he put down the roots almost for, you know, like Brian May to be as good as he was. Yes. And here's the know? thing about Zeppelin is like they took what the Beatles did on Revolver and they turned it up to 11, mm. right? To borrow, you know, this is Spinal Tap reference. And um, yeah, he was just, there was just the energy with Zeppelin. It was just larger than life. And I think that's part of what I love about it. To me, sorry, dad, but Queen is Freddie Mercury and yeah. friends. Um, yeah. I love Queen. I love Brian May, um, John Deacon. I love all those guys. They're awesome. But um, I, I think that there's something that was just, just larger than life about mm. Paige. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one, two, three. Um, next, I'll mention Robert Johnson. Oh, okay. So because you have to. I have to. You have I to. love you, telling you, the story. You love this story. I do love this story. <laughs> a good buddy of ours, Bo, who I met at the same time as you, doesn't yep. live in Canada anymore. He's a fantastic. Yeah, he Is he back in Canada now? He lives in like Ottawa or something like that. What? Yep. Wow, we got to visit like, him when we like, do our Ontario tour. For like two years or something like that. Bo! <laughs> Bo, if you're listening to this, well, I'm going to tag him now because he's mentioned in the, ep- in the yeah. episode. So, Bo, if you're listening to this, we got to link up. Like, legit. Like, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Your boys, John and Kev, we got to awesome. link. We had so many good times with Bo. Like, oh, just yeah. outside of me. Just friends. Like, he's yeah. a good dude. He was your he was, roommate he was for like half a year. A bit. Yeah. yeah, great, great guy. Um, yeah. Amazing musician. And him and I bonded talking about like R&B um, history and music yeah. and He's a, about, he's a music nerd. Oh, he's right? total music that's, nerd. That's like why we like played all all so much into one another, right? Robert Johnson, I remember bonding with the story about it and he had a cool documentary I hadn't seen and he told me about to watch as well. Um, there's a bunch. You can look it up. Um, he was born, I believe, in 1912, died in 1939, if I'm remembering off the top of my head, but again, I don't have a cell phone in front of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he, he died when he was 27. And... The legend goes, he was living in the deep south in the early days of the blues, Muddy Waters, those kind of guys. Um, And he was okay. He was passable. And he disappeared for a couple years. No one knows where he went. This is early days too, so there's no social media and things like that to chronicle someone's adventures. But Mm -hmm. he just kind of disappeared, showed up a couple years later, telling everyone he sold his soul to the devil to be a legendary musician. And he was like he was playing notes people hadn't heard before chords people hadn't heard the the legends the way they talk about it the way guys like muddy waters and bb king and all these legendary blues guitarists talk about robert johnson is it was like he came back with an extra finger on each hand Mm -hmm. and he was had six fingers on each hand so for picking strumming and playing and it was just he blew everyone's minds he went from like a four to like a 13 out of 10 like he was incredible um, there's only, I believe, one album I think he made, maybe 30 songs ever. Um, and most notably, beyond him just being a bonkers good guitarist, is he was killed because he was sleeping with a woman's, um, with, with, with a woman, and her husband ended up killing him. Right. And um, he died at 27. And the legend is he's, he's, he literally the started the founder of the 27 yeah. Club, um, which famously has. Lots of members, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Kurt Cobain. Um, I just mentioned Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse most mm-hmm. recently. Um, Jim Morrison. Like yeah. there's a lot of famous members Tons. of that club. Tons. Sadly. But he was the first one. He was twenty seven, a legend, gone way before his time. But he he created a lot of what we hear in blues nowadays today. Right. Um and then I think honestly, 
I was tossed up because I'm not a guitarist myself. Like I can play probably better than I give myself credit for, um, as you've said many times, but mm -hmm. I'm not an accomplished guitarist. I'm not anyone that feels confident to get up on stage as my craft like you. Um, but I appreciate the art. I was tossed up on number five, um, but I went with Eddie Van Halen. Nice. I don't think I can go wrong with that no, choice. Not at all. He's bonkers good. Um, we all know who Van Halen is. At the end of the day, if you are that good that the band named after you can sustain itself for the legendary run that Van Halen has, and they were argue, it, you can flip a coin, you'll find just as many people that mm -hmm. like either lead singer as the better version of Van Halen. Right. What does that tell you? It tells you it doesn't matter the singer. It tells mm -hmm. you that the actual music that Van Halen was making, super, which is rare. You get this as well as anyone. For That's sure, rare yeah. for the music to supersede, supersede even the vocals and the voice of a band. Yeah, Van Halen did it. Um, mm -hmm. He was he was amazing. He's a legend. Um, I believe, if I'm remembering right, he was the he he did the guitar riff in "Beat It" as well. <laughs> Michael Jackson, oh, really? which influenced Young Kevin Roy. I don't know why. I yeah, that was Van Halen. So. Um, and famously years later, Slash played it at like an MJ benefit concert or something. But yeah, it was wow. Van Halen on the original version. I, you can fact check me on that. Anyone can feel free to let me know. But <laughs> when I have a phone ready, I'll double check. But Send I'm pretty sure email. I'm pretty sure Van Halen did the beat it riff. So that's cool. There's my top five, man, from a non guitarist. Um, cool. That's my top five. What yeah. do you think? What are your thoughts on my top five? Yeah. Before I get into mine. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to. Touch on a few of those. Please, so, yeah, please. I'm not surprised by a few of them. Um, Jimi Hendrix, you know, he's on mine as well. You know, left-handed guitarist. Nice. There, there weren't very many of them before anyway, because it was so in general expensive. Like, see, I didn't know to this. Buy a left-handed guitar that you know, unless you could afford that kind of price, and a, and a teacher who also knew how to play oh, wow. left-handed and all that kind of stuff. They would just to, they would you, you just learn to do about it. that kind of stuff. They would just well, teach right? them to do it right-handed then instead. Exactly. Wow. Right. So I didn't know. You, see, you this is why think, I wanted your feedback. You have to think about that as well. And with cool. Jeremy Hendrix, I mean, I think that he mentioned it before, but um, you know, where where you know, even though he was gifted a left-handed guitar and stuff like that, he still played right-handed. Yeah. Right. Because the process of training yourself to learn how to play left-handed would be completely opposite of how he already knew how to do everything. Yeah. So he's as successful as he was playing a right-handed guitar left-handed. Yeah. Right. That if he got a left-handed guitar, it would be like starting from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. He just, right? yeah. Cause it Cause is, everything, it's, everything would be backwards. Exactly. So if you could just right? picture it, yeah, he literally just took his, anytime you see Hendrix playing, he's playing left-handed. Obviously you see any video we've ever mm -hmm. seen of him, but he's he's got a right-handed guitar, guitar just strung upside down yeah to do yeah. To actually play the left-handed guitar it would just feel different it would be completely yeah and that was the most beautiful thing about hendrix mm -hmm. was he was all on feel like yeah. i said before self-taught right like yeah. he was just pure instinct yeah more than maybe any guitarist ever just pure instinct exactly you take that away if you now have to play on a left-handed actual strung proper left-handed oh, yeah. guitar even something as simple as what's a oh, man now i'm now gonna seem like such an amateur <laughs> to every musician out there i apologize I, hey but i'm honest i'm transparent yeah. this is diary of an indie band what's is it the pick guard what's it called um when you're playing this below um so so <laughs> below your fret and you're strumming right and you have the deck and then there's there's like it's a pick yeah there's that, five here <laughs> no i know but like a little this one that guy yeah this one yeah yeah the pick guard it's a pick guard. <laughs> god yes <laughs> well, i was asking is that's what it's called a pick guard yeah, and you're I'm like, like i've never heard this i've never heard this about? word a pick guard <laughs> yeah. in my life and i'm yeah. like pick guard pick guard. No, no, that's good yeah so a pick guard but even the pick guard being on the opposite side because it mm. would be on the opposite side for him mm. he'd be playing if you picture just flipping your guitar upside down oh yeah he'd have the pick guard at the top but that's what he was used to right? exactly i think it would have killed all the feel yeah yeah 
Um, so yeah, Jimi Hendrix, yeah, on your list is is awesome. He's on mine, of Sweet. course. Um, Eric Clapton, I found that one super interesting. Okay, because I think that Eric Clapton is an incredibly talented guitarist, and I think that if we're just thinking about musicians and you know their their abilities with music, like ignoring everything that they've ever done and not that there's a whole bunch of controversies no there is a lot of controversies <laughs> exactly but let's be clear this I'm, is this is the business versus absolutely uh, personal episode absolutely so that's the theme is, of this but, episode you know i i <laughs> so perfect you know i thought about that a lot and yeah. you know it's just tough to ignore some of those things hey man right? i respect that, that out, dude out, out of your mind so I i'm like it. i respect him as a musician i think that he's an awesome musician but it's actually something that doug told us like you know a while back where he's like you know i was going to nominate these guys for the junos because i'm on the juno committee yeah right but unfortunately their personal lives kind of dragged them down he's like yeah and i just i can't i can't do it at yeah. the end of the day and it sometimes it does bleed in which is again circling back why it's important for us to be professional to be business and, and put our foot down with shit but we also are gonna still be nice we're still gonna be mm-hmm. good people when we do it yeah unfortunately clapton has a big dirty gross ugly stain with he does. him with yeah. a lot of that stuff feel free to go look it up yeah <laughs> Not hard to find i think that yeah along those notes with you know the other three on there you know i totally understand where you're coming from with, with cool. those so yeah so anyway my list here um jimmy hendrix obviously he's high up on that list if not number one on that list cool sweet right i think also on this list super high up is a musician a guitarist called bb king Ooh. who is the guy of i feel like i might be able to guess a couple of yours blues now. and jazz yeah. like yeah. he is the guy and holy like he lived a long life yeah um I, I actually forgot to look up when he passed away, but I know that it was in the 2010s or something like that. Yeah. But he was able to grace the stage. He was in his 80s, wasn't he, or something? At least. He, he was an old fella, yeah, you know, yeah. but he was big. He was yeah. a big fella, oh, but yeah. he he played guitar like nobody else kind of thing. Like nobody else in that genre, that style with that much feel, That's that the, much yeah. emotion. That's the key right? to feel. I mean, like you can like translate that into rock and other things like Eric Clapton, yeah, you know, absolutely, can't even do that kind yeah. of stuff, right? But the way that he can do it throughout the entirety of a song, where like you're listening to a piece of jazz music, but you're not getting bored, yeah, like that's such a big thing, not getting bored or by blues just feeling like you're. Well, what's sad. the big thing about jazz, right? You can speak to this as an instrumentalist, like mm-hmm. jazz and blues. It's it's more about sometimes playing the notes between the notes, mm-hmm. right? And if anyone was a master of that, yeah, BB King, right? Like they get the absolutely. value of. It's not just the notes you're playing. It's the notes between the notes. Yeah. So along that line with B.B. King, it's actually somebody who was able to play with B.B. King once, who is John Mayer. Oh, John Mayer and B.B. King. I, I was, that's when I was like, I bet you I could guess yeah. something I missed. <laughs> exactly. So John Somewhere Mayer, Jeremy Nisha shaking like, his head right now. Exactly. Just disgusting right? me. <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy. Um, John Mayer. I mean, he's he's the modern day, you know, king of he's guitar, right? Like he's he's the guy. I can't think of another guitarist in today's day and age over the last like 10 years who's that good who's like modern and putting out like that kind yeah. of stuff like i'm like yes like paul mccart paul mccartney is an awesome musician he's an awesome guitarist but like his music goes back i'm to not going to compare him to um john mayer but i feel only other person that deserves that category of of legendary will remember them years down the road potentially excellence mm. not john mayer level don't get me wrong mm. um would maybe be jack white maybe jack white from the white stripes 
All right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I don't know this band. Holy crap. He's going to blow your mind. Okay, I've got to look that cool. up. Cool. This is a fun takeaway. Legitimately, Jack White's going to blow your mind. He cool. plays with everybody. He's kind of the John Mayer equivalent. Well, well and with that too. He's I mean, bonkers. Like, but John Mayer is next level. It's not like there aren't awesome guitarists. No, like, no, no. Like I was even yeah. thinking like Slash and stuff like that. Yep. Like, you know, he's amazing. He's an incredible Absolutely. guitarist, right? So Absolutely. I can't say that there aren't any good guitarists mm-hmm. or anything like that i think no that no just but mayor's that like, level yeah we're talking top right? five list right and yeah. i wouldn't don't get me wrong i also wouldn't put jack white i'm actually excited this is a nice takeaway from this episode mm-hmm. i i almost can hear the i can read the caption out and john's never heard of jack white <laughs> question mark that's funny <laughs> um next on my list is actually the the last two on my list are maybe ones that a normal person might not think about but i think a lot about which one of them is um, actually, Ed Sheeran. Whoa, cool. Ed Sheeran I put on this list because I Sweet. think that he is, no, he's not like a solo, like solo yeah, wing, yeah. like musician yeah. or anything like that. But I think that the way that he utilizes his guitar gotcha. is unprecedented. The creativity. You know, like yeah. the way that he uses it as a drum, as a bass, as, you know, all these different instruments. Yeah. He's able to do that. He's a one man show. Yeah, man. Right? He's he's yeah. you know, that level that, you know, any any musician who uses a loop pedal wants to get to. Essentially. Well, right? You That's appreci- a goal. you appreciate it more even than I do. And I love Ed, but I love Ed Sheeran for different reasons than you do, right? Mm-hmm. Very different reasons. I love his like lyrical um, content, how he breaks down his songs, and I love vocals. You appreciate that loop pedal because you make loops on every show we do. Mm-hmm. And you know, how difficult it is when you watch it and you're like, wow, that's impressive that he's doing mm-hmm. that. It's even more impressive if you know how hard it actually is to do it and layer them Absolutely. properly. You can do it, but they can also sound like just a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Ed does it in a way that always works. And I know that there's a whole bunch of musicians who used loop pedals as well. Like there's that there's that guy in uh, Europe, what's his name, Mark Rubio or something like uh, that, yeah, who's yeah. like kind of weird, yeah. you know, but he, he's got his like niche and he's like good with all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then there's um, a girl, Tash Sultana down in new zealand or australia or something like that she's phenomenal she's there's tons like a multi-instrument but how many like were she, doing it before ed sheeran blew up well that's that's exactly part of it right? Is, key, right is you know he was able to utilize that and use it for his advantage because he couldn't afford to pay other musicians he did all this kind of different stuff right how many sold out world record tours mm-hmm. with just him at the we've most said wembley stadium yeah. right record-breaking tour broke mm-hmm. u2's record for the most sales ever on a world tour yeah just him and a loop pedal like come exactly. on exactly I, I will man. i could never argue that point that choice that's an awesome oh choice. yeah exactly awesome choice he sold out three straight days at wembley man my like, choice is pretty generic your, your choices are way better so, <laughs> i like your uh, well, i like your list well, better than mine i, I i'm just thinking of it very <laughs> outside broad, the box right i'm outside trying to think more than just like you know the the technique and just the, yes. the style of like playing because i think that you know, when we're talking about guitarists, you got to think about those things. Yeah, yeah, right? for sure, the, dude. The the bigger scope. Well, that's why I told you before the episode even, I was like, I'm excited to hear your yeah. top five on this one, right? Yeah. There's some where I've said where I'm talking from more level exp- expertise than you have on different mm-hmm. top fives. This is one where like, yeah, like I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to listen. Like, right. I want to hear your, your yeah. breakdowns on these well, things. Well, I mean, there's just so many different ones where you can think about even like John Lennon, 
or something like yeah. that. John Lennon kind of helped create, you know, modern day rock and roll with Paul Absolutely, McCartney. They did. Right. Yeah. So yeah. like even that like crossed my mind when I was thinking about this list, you know, dude, dude, George Harrison, George yeah. Harrison playing the first mainstream 12 string, like mm-hmm. he got it custom made for him. People even, didn't play 12 strings before George Harrison did. Exactly. You play it on one on every show we play now, an acoustic yeah. 12 string. Like yeah. that doesn't exist if George Harrison doesn't get a custom 12 string made by Fender. Well, like, and somebody like you mentioned before is Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain used the guitar in his advantage to demonstrate pain and kind of agony. Yeah, right? that, 100% that like developed the grunge era. Yeah, dude, and right? it came through. It and I'm just through. like, that's super cool too, right? Yeah. So it's like it's 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 a weird list, but I I'm I love you know, it. I love that it was the challenge that you kind of like presented. To yeah, this, uh, yeah, episode. Um, so the last one on my list is um David Gilmore. Oh from wow, Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Yeah, absolutely. I think that. You know, I, I've I've chatted with my mom a whole bunch about this, nice. um, but my mom is a big, big, big Pink Floyd fan. And that's what I grew up to was listening to David Gilmore and Roger Waters and nice. just listening to how they develop music and all this kind of stuff and watching documentaries like about that. Right. Nice. So nice. from from my personal ex- like experience, you know, listening to it and listening to the way that, you know, music comes out of that group. I feel like David Gilmore is the heart of the group. And I know that a lot of people actually think that Roger Waters, yeah. you know, because he's got the soul and he's yep. the one who ended up leaving the group and stuff like that. But David Gilmore was the one who also carried it on. He wasn't one of the founding members mm-hmm. of the group, but I think that he took them to that next level Yeah, is the thing. Yeah, And if you ever watch videos of him playing guitar live, you see how much he feels yeah. like when playing, like it's, absolutely insane like he will sing the same melody that he's playing on the guitar like an octave higher it's really? so cool like just for himself just for himself yeah because he's not he's like, mic'd up this is this is how you know i i i progress this yeah, is how yeah. like i feel it out yeah that's this how he's is, feeling it yeah exactly so well I'm if you like, listen to the wall or anything like that like you it's it's they're just crazy amazing best-selling ever concept albums mm-hmm. really and they're just oh man are they ever they're bonkers and they're yeah. so freaking cool and yeah without that they're all it's all the instrumentals like vocals are great and all but come on but like, but they're come very on. secondary they're very like what's secondary. going on right very like it's secondary. very you listen to dark side of the moon yeah that entire album start to finish man yeah is like one big masterpiece well it's dark like side of the going, moon is dark side of the moon the one that you can line up as soon as the mgm lion roars in uh, wizard of oz Raw, you start dark side of the moon and it will line up and it, it, if you play it there's a conspiracy theory and yeah. you actually play it it will actually line up with so many crazy things right. throughout the Wizard of Oz you just play it in the background while the Wizard right. of Oz yeah. so fun little challenge for anyone out there if you're mm-hmm. drinking or uh, partaking <laughs> in other uh, yeah. fun things line up if you haven't done it already I, a lot of people know exactly what I'm talking about yeah. but line up uh, Dark Side of the Moon with uh, it's crazy with Wizard of Oz and but you but that's, that speaks to just the brilliance it's of the, the brilliance of the band but I think that David Gilmore really did a great job of expressing what he thought yeah. because I I truly believe that he took them to that next level. For sure. As soon as he joined the band, um, who was the name of the guy who left the group or was kind of like kicked out? I remember um, we listened Pat, to a cool podcast something. Yeah, we listened to an awesome podcast about it too. <laughs> um, yeah, but but I mean, you know, I think that he he's one of those like uh, generational yeah. guitarists, I yeah. feel personally. Hey man, it's your um, list, buddy. So yeah, yeah, that rounds out my list. I love it, dude. It was yeah, cool. And we only had one bleed into both lists. Yeah, Jimmy, it's true. The number one, the goat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Well, cool. um, yeah, I uh, we had an awesome episode. Um, moving forward, we got a busy, busy week. 
We do. Um, I actually am really proud of myself um, and you, but uh, I... <laughs> I'm just going to pat myself on the back right I want to give myself a little pat on the back uh, Credit se- to session here. Me. <laughs> this is the Kevin pat on the back session of the of, yeah. this, of the episode. We've had Jeremy Nisha, like like happy episodes about them. Yeah. Doug Cox. When's the Kevin just, Roy episode? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm waiting for that. I'm shit. waiting for this. Come When's on, that John. coming? Come on. Let's go. Um, so uh, pat on my own back, though, is uh, our awesome, awesome, awesome um, website engineer, uh, Kevin Bartley, we've talked about a few times, River City Design. If you ever need website work, he's fantastic. Um, but I got him to kind of help walk me through just to be able to update the website on my own. Mm-hmm. I'm not good with that kind of stuff, but I am very visual. Um, if you show me, I'm like a racehorse. I've said this so many times, right? Just point me in the right direction, show me what to do, and I'll do it, period. But you give me too many different things, it, it, I just get confused and overwhelmed right. by stuff. I need like one task and I'll crush it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, you were there too. And we spent about an hour with Kevin the other day just getting a tutorial on things I can do to fine tune the website without needing his help. Yep. So that's going to be a big part of my week is updating the website, getting it nice and fluid. Um, I worked on an EPK that was pretty good. I think it came out pretty good. Doug asked us for a really good one. He can present to purchasers and buyers. Um, so we're going to see how that goes. And um, yeah, getting ready for our shows coming up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, man. We've got a busy six weeks. Do you want to talk about what we Yeah, we have a really busy upcoming while, but yeah. this week in particular, because we can just update next week again. But yeah, what yeah, do we got stay, this week coming up? Yeah, stay tuned on our website because we'll have all those dates posted there. Um, we are playing outside of Kamloops a lot coming up as well. We so are. Be sure to check out our, our events page on our website, like I was saying. But this upcoming week, Thursday, we're playing out at um, Rivershore Golf Links. With, um, a special St. Patty's Day event. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome, awesome, it's awesome gonna be event. Fun. It's a long day, too, for us. It's a 5.30 till 9 show. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're doing like background music for like an hour or something like that. And, and then, then just, just ramping it up. An awesome just party. I'm excited, right? man. It's St. Patty's Day, right? Well, you were saying already, like John, as we've told you guys many times, he works there. And we played there a couple times in the fall. And... Um, yeah, I was really proud of actually, uh, I'll even say it on the pod, like our last show we played there, we had a rate um, and mm-hmm. we got an extra $100 tip on top of that, just from, just from like in addition to our own tips, mm-hmm. just from the actual, um, the GM. Yeah. And they were like, hey, good job, guys. <laughs> and that's- <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> honestly, like yeah. to me, that's, man, that's, that's oh, yeah. you can't do bigger praise. Like yeah. if you're just literally like, you know what, this is what we agreed on and we just think you guys did so good, you deserve an extra hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah. Um, that was cool. So we're exci- I'm itching to get there. And yeah. you, you were telling me just the other day that there's already like a couple tables of like 15 people or 20 people that are just mm-hmm. already VIP the front of the oh, stage, yeah. like right in front of where we're going to perform because yeah. they want to have like a fun night out of yeah. it. So I got us. Uh, <laughs> if you know the two of us, you oh, know, yeah. you know how loops <laughs> is broken down. You know, you know, our dynamics in Kevin fashion while my mom was still visiting for um for, for the album release, we went to the dollar store and I just loaded this up and spent like 20, 25 bucks on just all the most ridiculous you know St. Patty's Day how bologna. How many things can you get from that? A lot at a dollar store, at least man. 25, 25 items. items. Yeah. There was a, and, and to no surprise, when I showed it to John and Alina, when they're, I'm like, hey, look what I got. I mean, he was like, yes. And John was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was not like, fuck. I was like, man. This is going to be a pain trying to get me into this. And it's cool. You. <laughs> it's cool because we already did like a fun, we already have a good strategy. So if you're coming to that show on St. Patty's Day, 
all good, man. You throw some, splash the tip jar, and John will put on another cool, ridiculous freaking <laughs> St. Patty's Day it's item. Be absolutely ridiculous. I got weird little undersized hats. I got like oh yeah, shot glasses that are chains around, like just beads around your neck. I got everything, man. I got weird St. Patty's Day glasses. Like I am gonna St. Patty's that Day up because they know me there. <laughs> oh, they know it. They're like, yeah. let's get them kitted out. Exactly, it's right? It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be hilarious. So that's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We're playing uh, the casino circuit. We're playing match and match. Yeah, uh, right. match out here in Kamloops, yep. and then we're playing match out in Vernon um, for anybody who's in the area. Yeah, that's our first time mark at the Vernon on, show, uh, so that'll be fun. Yeah, mark that on your calendar. Um, what is that, the 17th, 18th? No, 17th is St. Patty's Day, buddy. 19th. This is how much you hate St. Patty's Day. <laughs> Just admit it, John. You hate St. Patty's Day. That um, I now, I know I got the new, I got the new caption for the episode. John hates St. Patty's Day? Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll be in Vernon on the 19th. Um, yeah, be sure if you're in the area to come yeah, check us out. Sure. We're playing from nine to 12, um, eight to 11 here in Kamloops. Yes. And then, yeah, we on already the, mentioned the, the uh, golf course. Yep. And, and the Kamloops one will be fun. We, we played it one other time so far mm-hmm. and it was an awesome show. It was such a great show. Oh yeah. It was rocking. So yeah, we're stoked, man. It's going to be a fun, fun weekend. It's going to be a busy week. We've got lots busy. on the go. So be sure to check out our events page. Like we already discussed on our website, mm-hmm. officialloops.com. Um, we've got a whole bunch of events and, um, dates kind of lined up absolutely um, bunch of stuff going BC, in yeah a bunch of so. stuff in april and end of march as well but we're this is just yeah. the stuff this week but yeah um yeah it's it's been a blast man and and we're both excited this is what we live for though like we get excited just even talking about it it's gonna be awesome mm-hmm. we're gonna have a blast we hope we see some of you guys out there shoot mm-hmm. us your top fives please uh let us know who you think your uh, top five musicians are go check out atn go check out wesley i know i'm gonna be I'm, I'm stoked i think he's wicked yeah and um, yeah, pretty much wraps it up. Business and personal, man. That was the theme of the week. So for sure. we learned some lessons. We hope you guys did too. And uh, thanks for, again, episode 10, joining us on this ride, guys. Absolutely. Everybody have a good week. Keep on keeping on.